You've just accessed Shekinah glory, the place where God dwells among His people. Prepare now to receive the Lord as Pastor Rex Ricks connects you to the power of God through the prophetic revelatory preaching and teaching of the Word of the Kingdom of God. Experience the revelation of Jesus Christ on another level from the place where God dwells among His people. Now, hear the Word of the Lord. Um, we want to continue our teaching on the subject Returning to my first love, returning to my first love. And if I can get Revelation 2, 4 and 5, and by now you know the reason in which John wrote this particular, well, it's a vision rather, or this vision that was inspired by Holy Spirit to John the Revelator. And here, uh, the church of Ephesus, it was a prophetic charge to this particular church to get back to the place where they once desired God. <laughs> when he said, return to your first love, uh, get back to that place where God is first, where I desire to be in his presence, um, where I long to study his word. <laughs> get back to that place where no one or nothing will stop me from proclaiming the good news of Jesus the Christ. This was a church who excelled in many areas, but one area that they lacked, it was in the area of zeal, in the area of enthusiasm for God. Much like today, um, as Christians, we often start off on fire, but as life happens, if we are not careful, if we don't keep our eyes on God, if we don't keep him first at the center of our lives, it's easy for our love for him to wane. Not that you don't love him, but it's not where it used to be. Whereas once you used to talk about God, you used to be here, you used to get involved, but because of life, well, not necessarily life, but three things I told you that every person will experience and our shortcomings or our downfall or missteps can be traced to either one of these two or threes or either all three. That's the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. The same thing, three things that removed Adam and Eve, the same three things that Satan tried to tempt Jesus with. He is tempting believers with the same things today. His MO is the same. His camouflage, his presentation may be different, but nonetheless, if he's trying to get you, he's either going to get you to distance yourself from God, either by way of lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, or the pride of life. Now, write this down. The root of all three is pride. The root of all three is pride. Now, pride, in its simplest terms, is just simply a uplifting or a lifting up of self, an elevation of self. <laughs> Verse 5 says, so remember the heights from which you have fallen and repent. Metaneo, metaneo, the Greek word metaneo, which means to reconsider, to think again. Here he says, change your inner, do you guys see this? Change your inner self, your old way of thinking, your sinful behavior. Seek God's will. 
and do those works you did at first. What works those things that kept you steadfast in the faith when you first received him? I wanted to hear the word. I desired to be in fellowship with my brothers and sisters in Christ. Go back to doing those things. Are you here? Write this down. Notice he says, now if this don't happen, you will lose your witness as a body of believers, as a community of believers. And when you look in Christendom, when you look in the world today, it's not a whole lot of new conversion. And I'll and I tell you why. Because a much part of believers, and there's always a remnant of people on fire, but it needs to be more than just a few hundred thousand. Are you here? But there's always a remnant that loves the Lord. But it takes more than just a few. Write this down. Notice he says, now, if this don't happen, if you don't return to your first love, you're going to lose your witness as a body of believers, as a community of believers. This is what he's charging us to do. Notice he says, change your inner self, your old way of thinking. <laughs> they had went back to the flesh. He talks about this in Ephesians chapter 4. Individuals being led by the flesh, being in the flesh. That old way, that carnal thinking. Are you here? In other words, our response to God must change. Oh. So for the subheading today, write this down. A change in my response. And I submit to you that when your response toward God changes, your results will change. And watch this. Listen, and even though, see, you can be a believer and operate in the flesh and what you do then, you forfeit what you what's already what already belongs to you as a believer. Why? Because now I'm operating in the flesh and not in faith. Are you here? So my response, someone say my response must change. In other words, my attitude, my reaction towards God must change. Now, write this down. And I said this Wednesday night um, because there are a lot of people. Notice in verse five, he says, remember, because what happens a lot of times you can get so used to going a certain way that if I'm not intentional, I can slip into old habits. Notice he said, change your old way of thinking. So that means they slip unconsciously back into that old way of thinking. And if I'm not careful with being intentional, it's easy to go back to those old habits and ways and tendencies. That's why you have to maintain. That's why he said, go back to doing what you used to do. What work not works to be righteous, but those things that help maintain your spiritual stability, like what? Like being steadfast in the word. Pursuing knowledge, as Peter says. Are you here? So we have to, it's, it's, it's no more than just in the natural. You could work out and work out, but the moment you stop doing those things that maintain that fit physical body, it's almost like you go into physical atrophy. You, you, you begin to deteriorate. It's the same thing spiritually. When I stop doing those things that I used to do, you begin to literally go into spiritual atrophy, deteriorating spiritually. And let me say this. We walk by faith. Just because you were in faith yesteryear doesn't necessarily mean that you are in faith today. You have to do this every Day. So that means I have to be in the word every day because faith comes by hearing and hearing by declaring the word. And Joshua says this, meditating a day and. But the basic idea 
And the reason why I want to say this, our response has to change because, see, once you slip back unconsciously into those old habits, you begin to say things like, it don't work. I give, but it don't work. Did you give him faith? You heard God, but did you obey God? This stuff, man, I'm struggling. You, why? Perhaps there's something that you're not doing. Change your response. Change your results. Are you here? Because these same three things, Jesus was tempted in all points just like we are, but yet without sin. See, what Jesus did when Satan came to him, Jesus' response was, for it is written. <laughs> so when he came back again, Jesus said, for it is written. Then when he presented him the third time, Jesus said, again, for it is written. And the Bible says that Satan left for a more opportune time. In other words, I can't get you now, but I'm going to come back. Well, when he come back, just say the same thing. For it is written. For it is written. So if I fell subject to the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, or the pride of life, perhaps somewhere along the way, I forgot to tell Satan, for it is written. But that's another teaching. That's towards the end. I'm jumping ahead of myself. But people are declaring things and saying things, and, and it's not working. It's not this. It's not that. Well, change your response. Even in the natural, you look at a relationship that's going around somewhere, 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 the response has changed. Ah, but the basic idea is that every outcome you experience in life, listen to this, the basic idea <laughs> that every outcome you experience in life, whether success, failure, wealth, poverty, wellness, illness, intimacy, estrangement, joy, frustration, is the result of how you have responded to an earlier event in your life. So what you are experiencing are results of what you have experienced or the manifestations that you're getting rather are the manifestations of things that you were experienced earlier. In other words, because I responded a certain way based on my beliefs, this is what I receive. Let me say it this way. In other words, where you are is only the sum total of the responses that you've made toward life. (laughs) And it's not the situation or the circumstances. It's your attitude or your response to those things. What did you say when he presented this to you? Did you say it is written or did you say, well, I can't win for losing? It's born in everybody in my family. So likewise, if you want to change the results that you get in the future, you must change how you respond to events in your life. Guess when you have to start? You have to start today. You can't start in the morning because if you do, you can respond like you did in previous times and get the same thing you've been getting. So our response to God has to change. And the people's love began to wane because they were no longer responding to God like they used to. Are you in faith or in the flesh? Let me see. If you're not successful on biblical terms, God's way, um, change your response because your success in life lies within your ability to choose the right response. That's why you have to be quick to hear and slow in your response. What do you mean? Chew on this thing when you hear it. And, and, and quick to hear, not just like, I heard you quickly, but analyze what you've heard. And before I respond, let me make sure that I've looked at this, this thing on all sides so I can respond accordingly. Because if I respond right... I have to receive right for whatsoever a man soweth that 
said he also reap what? That which he has sown. So if I sow good, then I have to, if I respond right, then my results must. So you have to be slow to re chew it. See, that's what meditates means. It means to, you know, not just to mutter, but, but just to chew on this thing. Let me, let, let, let me just chew it up and, hmm. Just like even now when you eat, they say you're supposed to, I think, chew your food like 34, I uh, forget how many times, but, you know, most times people take one or two bites and you, you really don't taste it because you, you're quick to respond. So. But when you understand that I have to be very carrying this, that's why the scripture said, oh, taste and spoil, see that the Lord is, see, you can't taste it if you quick, you're quick to swallow What you get in return is determined by what you give in response. What you get in return is determined by what you give in response. If you sow sparingly, you will. Okay. You read sparingly. Sow bountifully. Sow love. Why? Because whatsoever a man sow it, that. What? What's that? That, whatever he sows. See, what we mess up, we concern ourselves about other people's response. Your response is your responsibility, not mine. My response is my responsibility. And there's something about feeling like you coming up short or or being willy lump lump because you respond right. No, no. When you understand that my results are determined by my responses, then I would be more careful before I respond. Uh, Just let Holy Spirit flow how he want to do it. <laughs> ah, and we said, or I said that the first danger sign for any believer to grow cold, or the first danger sign is uh, when a person draws away from Christ, is that they grow cold toward Him. Notice He said, "Return." The, notice their love had began to wane; they've fallen away. They loved God, but not like they once did. <sighs> Are you here? The first danger sign for any believer is to grow cold toward Christ. They grow cold. Uh, worship is not important as uh said growing cold. Are you here? Uh, I pray they're growing cold. Sleeping on Holy Spirit, your helper, the one who will show you things to come, who has the inside will reveal those hidden things, make them known to you. And we sleep, well, I don't, but people sleep on Holy Spirit revealing things to you. He has the answer. That's why he said, before you even call, I've already been that. If you just check with me, I already got the answer. But since you didn't call, matter of fact, I knew the answer before you called. So if you get with me, see, see, people are making this difficult. When we should be relying on God, they're dependent on either flesh or man. See, when your spirit feel, you pray in the Holy Ghost. Look, and before you go in that meeting, the Holy Spirit done told you, listen, I, just, just let me be your helper. That's what I'm called to do is to help you. Don't say that. Say this. Do this. Do that. And now they're, 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 they're confused because how did he know such a... 
I say it all the time. You could be in a room with the, the greatest of whatever scholars, philosophers, or whatever. But 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 the, if you're filled with Holy Spirit, you are the most intelligent one in the room. <laughs> you, yeah yeah. Educational-wise, you may not have it on paper, but intelligent-wise, wisdom-wise, you are the smartest one in the room. <laughs> Spirit-filled people don't even believe that. They don't even believe. believe it. Sleeping on Holy Spirit. He's not just for saying a little couple of tongues in church when you're shouting. No, you need to pray in the Holy Ghost. Why? Because I build myself up. Lord, I don't know which way I'm going, but if I pray, you will show me. That's what it says. I, I'm not giving. No, but whatever he hears from the Father, he's going to. And don't you know there are people who would pay? And he says, it's not given to the foreigner or the outside. He can't get in on the secrets. This is for the believer. And if you're my child, my daughter, then I would tell you the secret. Matter of fact, he said, I would make known the mysteries to you. Those hidden things. And we trying to, you can't do this on your own. <laughs> no, I need the power of Holy Spirit. I need the intelligence, the ingenuity, the guidance of Holy Spirit. Lord, who is this man? Show me his heart. Who is this woman, Holy Spirit? See, when you're in the flesh, I <laughs> but Holy Spirit will show you. Is this the place? Is that the one? Is this the job? Is this the house? Is that the car? Is this the church? And he will show you. Because life is not supposed to be this difficult for the believer. Jesus came to make life easier. <laughs> he came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Now that doesn't mean that things won't try to come your way. But even that he said be of good cheer. For I have overcome the world. And as, as a matter of fact, if you're my child, your faith would cause you to overcome. If you believe. Are you here? <laughs> That's a nugget. Whoever that was, you need to start praying. The, if you got the Holy Ghost, you need to pray in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Are you here? Matter of fact, that's one of the weapons. When the Bible talks about putting on the full armor of God, it gets around verse 18 in Ephesians 6. It says, praying always in the spirit. So you might have the breastplate of righteousness. You might have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. But, honey, if you ain't praying in the Holy Ghost, you can have all the other ones. But there's one that I need. That's the wisdom. Holy Ghost. Ah. Here. Sleep on it. Y'all here? That's why he said, man, I came to make it easier. But you, that's what a helper does. He came, he came to walk alongside of you. And, 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 and just picture this. People got the Holy Ghost and just walking and going through difficult now kinds of not even availing your, to your help, not even using your help. How oxymoron is that? And he's like, man, I'm right here. I'm waiting on you. I'm not going to impose my will on you. I mean, I mean I'm whispering stuff to you, but you're not, you're not even listening. 
Then we're talking about something saying, no, no, my sheep know my voice and the voice of a stranger. Now, the Lord said, he listening to people's problem is being in their response. So when adversity comes, rather than responding like Jesus, for it is written. Oh, man, I can't. At times, it's always so hard for me. Listen to what you're saying. Listen to what you, see, that's, now you're speaking contrary. Let, let, let me tell you something. God will not get in agreement with nothing that he has said. No matter how bad you feel, no matter the situation, he will not get in agreement with something that's not in his word. Or according to his will. That's why John says, now this is the confidence that we have in him. That if I ask anything according to his will, mean his word, he, he hears me then. <laughs> what? If I ask anything according to his will, he hears. Oh, now, oh, why? Because I'm watching over my word to perform it. So if I ask according to his will. He hears me. And since I know he hears me, I know. See, y'all missed that. Since I responded right, I know <laughs> that I have the things that I petitioned to him. You hear? So we said there are three temptations. So the first danger sign for any believer is to grow cold toward Christ. I said there are three temptations to sin that every human will experience. Everybody, yeah, even you. Not me, yeah, yeah, you too. Yes, you. Somebody say me. Say me. Yeah, you. Say it again. Say me. me. Yeah, you. <laughs> what are they? The lust of the eyes, that covetousness spirit, desire to have what you see. It's not yours, but I want it. Lust of the flesh. We dealt with that one last week. We'll deal a little bit more with that one today. And the pride of life. I did this. I get all the glory. Just like Lucifer. I get all the glory. I want it for my pride. And all three, I'm telling you, they're rooted in pride. Self. Self-glorification. Satisfy self. That's all. Lust of the flesh. Just, I want my flesh to be satisfied. So, every time you miss it, Every time you sin, it will involve at least one of these, two of these, all three. So when you missed it, it could all be traced back to either lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh. Probably. Think about that time you failed years ago when you first got saved. You probably can. No, 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 no. One of those three were the culprit or two of those three or all three. Same thing. It's not the, he's Satan. He's the same thing. He from the dawn of the day. He's still. He's just presenting it a different way. Now it's with devices and toys and all kinds of stuff. Whenever our hearts grow cold towards God, when we distance ourselves from God, we must ask the question: Which one of these is responsible? Why did I slack off? Why am I so easily offended? Why don't I give? Why do I hate my brother? Why do I hate my sister? Why do I have animosity towards? Which one is it? Write this down. Responsibility 
is one of the most important abilities that a person can possess. Responsibility. Matter of fact, is the most important ability that a person can possess. Response. I like the way Pastor said it. Ability. Your ability to respond correctly. It's the most important thing that you can possess. How you respond. Just think about where you are now. Whether you're happy, sad, mad, or glad. You are where you are based upon how you have been responding to life up until now. Ooh, y'all didn't want to hear this. Y'all still stuffing that turkey, huh? Still digesting. Where you are today, with the exception of things beyond your control, is the result of how you have been responding. That's why, as believers, your response should be what Jesus said. And the reason why sometimes we don't respond right why? because we're not built up. So jump into what? Flesh. See, this walk with Jesus isn't as difficult as those who have been responding wrongly have made it to appear. That's why, see, you have to follow those who have the faith and responding correctly inherit the promises. Patience. <laughs> you cannot, see, if you want, I just, ooh, thank you, Holy Spirit. If you want to be mad, be mad at your responses. Yeah. So my results are the result of my responses. So if I want a different result, guess what? I have to begin to respond differently. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm tired. See, 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 now you're talking contrary. Check, that's your homework assignment. Check my responses. How have I been responding? Are you here? Last week we talked about that lust. Am I still reviewing? We talked about that lust of the flesh. That is the temptation to watch this, to feel physical, physical pleasure from you know some type of sinful activity, to do something that will gratify the flesh or to satisfy the flesh. That inordinate thing, that intemperate thing, that pleasurable thing, that thing that gratifies my senses, be it taste, smell, touch, bodily appetites. It can involve sexual sin, slander, gossip, substance abuse, all types, anything that gratifies the flesh in an inordinate way. What's the flesh? Are you here? So three areas that I, that I can look at is either. So when we're talking about returning to God and getting back to that place where I was passionate about God, I have to check the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. And we will deal with all three. I said this, write this down. I said there are three areas too to consider. Now we know where that can be traced to, but there are three areas to consider. That's the attitude of my heart, the quality of my commitment. And guess what? All of these can be traced back to one of the three. I need to check the quality of my faith. Someone say attitude of my heart. Matthew 6, 21 through 23. You guys here? How long have I been up here? The attitude of my heart, the quality of my commitment being, you know, how, how I'm doing with my time, talents, and financial contributions, and my faith. Those are three areas to consider when you've fallen away. When I've slipped away, what's your commitment like? What's your heart? You see, let me say this. It starts. Notice, he, notice Jesus said, you know, change, change uh, you, 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 you go, that old way of thinking. The heart. See, that's why you have to guard it. What does he say? Above all else. Guard your heart. Why? Because out of it, out of how you see things, flows the issues of life. 
And you'll be amazed at how people leave their hearts unguarded. Matthew 6, 21 through 23. You guys okay? It's, it's in the response. You don't like your financial portfolio? How have you been responding? You don't like your relationship with your spouse? How have you been responding? See, they go, wait, wait, you passing, you need to get him. I wish he was here today. See, now, see, you, there you go again. There you go. See, self, see, now that pride. Don't want to look at self. Why being responding right? Don't get worried while doing well. Why in due season you're going to reek, but you keep fainting. Why? Because you're worried about how she responded. What's God, and this is what God said. What? No, no, no. What's your response? Lord, hit what is your, that, see, that's what he's saying to each and every one of us. What is yours? What is your, not, not passive, pastor. No, what's your response to pastor? See? He mean to me. What's your response to him? Have you been mean to him? Not talking about me. The most lovable pastor anybody could ever want to be. So I, I know I'm a good pastor. God gets all but yeah, yeah. Y'all ain't about to sit up here and look at me like, no, no, I know I'm a good pastor. Oh, I receive. See, look at that. Amen. I got a witness. I receive. Are you here? It, it, well, any more witnesses? Okay, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Because I'm going to pause and wait a minute if there are. I'll give you a minute to, to show your witness. Listen to this. For where your treasure, again, in the Greek, that is the word deposits, or where you invest the most of your time or talents or whatever, where you put the most at, there's your what? Heart, your wishes, your what? Desires, flesh, flesh. That on which your life centers will be also where your heart is. Now, notice verse 32 says, 22, the eye is the lamp of the body. Watch this because this is all coming together. What? You're spiritually, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is clear, you're spiritually, you're spiritually perceptive, your whole body would be what? Full of light. Benefiting from. So in other words, he said that when, when, when you see right and your spiritual perception is right, now I can become a partaker of God's what benefit his, his laws, his word, his covenant. Why? Because I see right. But if I see wrong, all oh, what he say? Verse verse 23. But if your eyes what? But if your eyes bad, mean if you're spiritually blind, watch this, your whole body would be full. So 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 when I allow my heart to get tainted, watch this. Everything you see is not like you see. Everything you hear is not like you heard it. Why? Because I'm off with my perception. It's only true to you. <laughs> but the whole body is full of, you're not even conscious of God's precepts. <laughs> so if the very light inside your inner self, your heart, your conscious, do you see this? Is darkness. How great and terrible is that darkness? So when that's often, that means, watch this, then guess what? My response is going to be wrong. And everything I get back is going to be wrong. See, it's oxymoron to believe that you can respond wrong and receive right. How do you, how do you expect to get good fruit from bad seeds? Ooh. 
Verse 22 says, the eye is the lamp of the body, your spiritual perception. So watch this. Write this down. Notice how you see is dealing with the, the eyes talking about your what? Spiritual what? Perception, right? How you see things. See, you may not can change your past, but you can change your perspective. <laughs> see, I done made a whole lot of bad responses. I can't do nothing about that. But, but this day forward, I can change my perspective. Are you here? Wow. What's this? And, and I'm going to give you this and done. Galatians 5.16. Galatians 5.16 says this. This is going back to Holy Spirit. But I say walk habitually in Holy Spirit. Seek him. I told you, it's all in your response. Do y'all see this? You, you see it, Brother Moore. Notice he, he says, but I say walk. What does habitually mean? Make it a habit. Customary. Automatic. This is what I, this is me. This is how I do. I respond to the Holy Spirit. Watch this. Seek him. That means I have to inquire of him. And, oh, hold up. So after I get the wisdom, I need to respond according to what he gave me. His word is his will. So be it he tells me or I sin in his word, I need to respond. Be respond. Haven't we been saying that word? And then you will certainly not carry out the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride. Of life. You know why people keep carrying them out? Because they're not responsive. And what, then what we start doing, we start making excuses as to why we start justifying why we do what we do. Because we're too spiritually lazy to be responsive to his guidance. Wow. Do you see this? And then you will certainly not carry out the desire of, your, of the sinful nature, which what? Responds impulsively without regard for God. That's why you need the Write this down and I'm done. Play, play some soft music or something, sir. Write this down and I'm done. Listen to this. Let's talk about that lust of the flesh. I told you that all three, and we'll get into them more as we go, but all three can be traced back to pride. In other words, self-exaltation. Everything is about me. Too, too prideful to say, man, my bad. Too puffed up to say, boy, I missed it. Too proud to say, well, I was wrong. But I tell you, who's always right? Holy Spirit. If you follow him, you'll never be misled. Ooh. Watch this. If you follow Holy Spirit, you will never be wrong. Did y'all hear what I just said? If you follow God's wisdom instruction, you will never be wrong. But if you, you try to do your own thing, oh, you can miss it a whole lot of times. I wish I heard what I just said. If you follow the wisdom, the intelligence, the guidance of the Holy Spirit, you not only will you never be misled, you will never be wrong. And people don't even trust him, brother Moore. Satan's the father of lies. God can't lie. That means if he said it, it's it's already done. Are y'all here? Those who've been talking about their heart, listen to this, write this down. Proverbs, no, just, just some chords or something. Thank you. Proverbs 18, 12, it says this. Write it down. Before destruction, the heart. Notice we just talked about the eye. It's the entrance gate to the heart of a person is what? Proud. 
But humility comes before honor. Do y'all see? Before that, thank you, Holy Spirit. That's why engaging in one, two, or all three of them, if I don't get out, will eventually lead to your downfall. Pride. See, pride is concerned about who's right. Humility is concerned about what's right. Pride is concerned about who's right. Humility is concerned about what's right. I should say that again. Pride is concerned about who's right, but humility. See, when your heart is right, I just, what's the tr- I just want to know the truth. Pastor, if, 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 I'm, if it's me, just say it. If I need to get it together, tell me. And, and, and see, if I'm, if, if I'm humble, I'll receive it. But if I'm proud, I, well, who are you to tell me? So what? You're the man that God set in place. I don't care. See, pride causes people to justify themselves even when they know they're wrong. That's pride. I'm a unicorn. No, you're not. Yes, I am. I am a unicorn. No, you ain't a unicorn. I am a unicorn. I, I, I. See, pride. I am a unicorn. See, see, you, you don't convince yourself that you're a unicorn. When you're actually a bull. <laughs> you have to, ooh, I'm a unicorn. Woo. <laughs> you're a bull. <laughs> Um, listen to this. Listen to this. Before destruction, the heart of a person is proud, but humility comes before honor. What do you mean the heart? Talking about the seat of the spiritual and intellectual capacities. Talking about the mind, the will, the motivations, and the intentions. Okay? Watch this. Uh, impacts. Negative impacts of pride. Watch, write this down. The negative impact pride can have on a person. The negative impact pride can have on a person. What did I say? Come on. Say it again. Say it like this. The negative impact, the negative impact pride, pride can have on me. Okay. Number one, cause you to blame others. You blame. Instead of taking responsibility, prideful people blame others. They believe that someone else is, the fault, someone else is at fault whenever things are not going out for them. So it's, it's, it's their fault. It's their fault. See, that's prideful. So they blame others instead of taking responsibility. Number two, Oh, boy, they're in denial. Look back to the unicorn. You're not a unicorn. You're a mighty man of valor. You're a mighty woman of valor. That's who you are. Denial. So instead of being objective and realistic, they don't face reality. They don't face reality. Watch this. Prideful people, listen to this. They choose, see, again, act of their will, to ignore what is obvious to everyone else. They choose to ignore. Why? Because of denial. You become closed-minded. Instead of being open-minded and receptive, prideful people are defensive and opposed to new ideas. I don't want to hear that. My way or the highway. Mm. They say things like, this is the way we've always done it. And they have little interest in innovation or improvement. They like going this way. It, I mean, and you know it's going down here. I mean, it's getting worse and it's worse. worse. But, but, you know, they like the way things are. They become rigid. You become rigid when you... Allow pride to have its place. What did I say? You become what? Instead of being flexible, prideful people are rigid. They say it's their way or the highway. Are y'all here? You can't be, you, you got to be pliable. Y'all here? Next, insecure. There's insecurity. Prideful people inflate themselves and deflate others because they are insecure. Watch this. They inflate themselves and deflate others because they are insecure. They take credit for successes and give others the blame. 
So they'll take credit for the success, but when things don't go right, oh, it's your fault. But when it goes good, oh, I did that. Why are you so prideful? Then there's isolation. Instead of being connected, prideful people, they find themselves out of touch. Oh, that hit. I felt that one. So instead of being connected, prideful people find themselves out of touch with themselves, with families, their community, their church, relationships, etc. They're out of touch. Where are you being? What's wrong? Lastly, pride makes people think it's all about them when really it's not. <laughs> prideful people makes people think that it's all about them. In reality, it's not. And let me say this, write this down in, in my closing. Nothing happens to advance our potential until we step up and say, I am responsible. So if you want to advance your life, if you want to begin experience heaven's blessings, you have to get to the place where you say, I am responsible. My response. My. And if you realize that, you never say, he made me do it. She made that. No, no, no. See, you're not taking responsibility. Because although people can do many things, the one thing they cannot do, or you shouldn't give them the power to do, is to control your response. Because at the end of the day, it was your response. Guess who controls that? Who? So if you don't like what you've been receiving, change how you've been responding. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.